Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. You said, if you be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. And Heavenly Father, here we are lifting up, lifting you up, lifting up the hands of our bishop. And we just said, thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Tonight we are going to talk about honor. And if my mouth doesn't work, we're talking about honor, and we're going to honor God tonight. Because everything that we do should be honorable to God because God is, oh, you can be seated. You can be seated. Everything we do, we should be able to honor God with whatever he has given to us. And that should be 12 months out of a year. And we should honor our bishop 365 days out of a year because he is the one that God listens to and we are the ones that get the benefit from him preaching and teaching us. So therefore, I just want you to know that this is something that God has done, and we will obey what God has said, because this is where we are going tonight. So we praise, worship, and magnify you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Let's see. Let's start with honor. First of all, we have to honor our God. God is the one that breathes life into us every day. You know, let me say this. We get up in the morning and we think we can just go to work, go send our kids out to schools and what have you without prayer. You have to pray over them because too many kids are being shot in school. Too many people have been shot on the job. Too many people have been shot in the movies. Looking at a Batman movie at midnight, people walking in shooting people. We have to be in prayer at all times because we don't know what we're facing out there. And we have to honor God all the time. Honor God, our bishop, one another is something that we get to do. Now, why does bishop have been teaching us we get to do it? Because God breathed life into you. Dead people can't, can't get, do anything. Those of us that are alive, we can. So, therefore, we get to do that. How do we honor God? Watch this. Give him the regard, respect, reverence, admiration, adoration, awe, praise, 
obedience, 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 which are due him. And how do we do that? Three ways, prayer, praise, and worship. This is what I was talking about. You need to praise God every day. You need to pray to God about your safety, about the safety of your children, especially your children. Because there are people out there praying on our kids. You know that. And you need to cover them in prayer because God will cover them and take care of them. Watch this. Now, God is asking a question in the uh, book of Malachi 1 and 6. He says, a son honors his father, a servant his master. If then I am father, where is my honor? Then he goes on to say, and if I am master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts, the God that fights for us. He's asking the question, but why does God have to ask the question, where is my honor? Because of disobedience. He's asking because he, when God tells the man of God what to say, and we become disobedient to the man of God, God is saying, you dishonored him as well. Where is my honor, he says. And you have to be obedient to the man of God. And I'm going to go to a scripture to show you why you need to be obedient to the man of God. But let's go down to 1 Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation. Am I going to give it? Oh, here we go. Yes. You are a chosen generation. God chose you. Remember what he said in the book of uh, uh, Jeremiah 1, 5. He chose you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And I am, watch this now, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Sounds like what he said in uh, Revelation 5.10. Hmm, okay, let me keep going. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. God said you're special because he chose you and you are special to him. Therefore, he says this that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness, and we know darkness represents the absence of the knowledge of God, into the marvelous light, the knowledge of God. God has given you knowledge about him through bishop. This is why you need to honor bishop at all times, because God listens to what he says. God will not talk to you, but he'll talk to bishop. And we need to be honorable to the man of God at all times. No matter what you do, no matter how mad you get, no matter how upset you are about other people, don't get upset with the man of God. Now, let's talk about, since I already started talking about you, Bishop, fasten your seatbelt. I'm going to cover you. First Thessalonians says, watch this. First Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, verse 13, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now, we know Bishop labors, all, he labors real hard. Now, years ago, they said, and I told you this a long time ago, that uh, they said James Brown used to be the hardest working man in show business. Bishop is the hardest working man in church business. And I want you to understand that. Yes. <laughs> Do a little dance. <laughs> and it says in the book of Hebrews 13 and 7, Obey leaders, submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls and those who will have to give an account. He has to give an account for us. This is why it's to be, we should be obedient to him at all times because he's the one that God is speaking to to speak to us. 
God downloads to him, he uploads to us. And we are to apply what he's teaching us so we will be successful. We're talking about we are not winning season. My house is next. Are you obedient to all of that? Don't blame Bishop if you don't get what, you, what you're praying for. My house is next. Yes, if you are obedient to the man of God. Too often we let our mouth trip us up. God is listening to Bishop, and he will make what Bishop prophesied happen. I can't go to that scripture, but you can read it for yourself. It's in Deuteronomy 18.22, but I'm not going there tonight. But you can go read that on your own time. But what Bishop said and prophesied, God is going to make happen for his glory. So, therefore, all you have to do is just believe that. Let's go to Hebrews uh, 13 and 7. It says, remember those who rule over you who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follows considering the outcome of their conduct. Watch. Bishop is telling us all the time, watch what you say. Keep your mouth shut. Don't go out and open your mouth when he prophesies over you, and things will not happen for you if you open your mouth. Why is that? Because God gave your words authority. You are made a little lower than God, and everything you say comes out of your mouth is a prayer. Are you aware of that? Your angel is documenting everything that you say. And you, and what, uh, Monday night, Bishop, but he's kind of scared me because he said, what you think God hears and will make come to pass. I said, what? <laughs> what I think? Watch this, because see, people will get on your last nerve and you will start thinking some bad things. Watch it, because God is listening to what you say. You want to knock some people out, and God said, you do? <laughs> okay, now let's go and talk about one another. Now, this one affects everyone in here. Romans 12, 10. Watch what God says. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. We are not to have cliques. And I'm so glad Bishop got these 10 core values simply because we need to honor one another, not backstab, not talk about each other, but honor one another because too much backstabbing is going on. And we need to be careful of that because remember, God hears every word and your angel documents everything you say. And you will be judged out of the books that your angels are documenting everything that you do. And you can find that in Revelation 12, uh, 2012. The angels will do that. They document what you say. And they will do and obey you because your words have authority given to you not by the government, not by your BFF, not by your family, but by God himself. We were made a little lower than God. Let's look at John 13, 34 through 35. John 13, 34 through 35. But before I go there, remember our 10 core values now. It said we honor God, our bishop, and other harvesters in, order, in that order all day, every day. Not just on Wednesdays, not just on Sundays, but all day, every day. John 13, 34 through 35. It says this. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35 says, by this all, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, we're tested every time the, the church doors are open. And Bishop has told us, people have uh, written him and told us, oh, they 
saw such wonderful love and, and, and uh, people uh, praising them and coming in the door and they're shaking hands and giving them holy hugs and what have you. There are some churches that don't, don't, don't do that. I know that for a fact. I went to a church once years ago, and I, I would dress nice. I, I, the brother was ragging hard. I would dress nice, yes. <laughs> I walked in there with three deacons standing in the, in the uh, foyer, and I walked in. I, went, I asked the question, uh, you know, where can I go to sit down? They, one of them turned around and just looked, and the other one looked, turned around and kept talking. I wanted to rise up and go off, but the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me do that. Says no. And you have to be careful of your actions when you get upset because, see, once anger shows up, you are set to say the wrong thing at the wrong time, and your angel is documenting this. So watch this. 1 Peter 2 and 17. Here's what God says. Honor all people, even if they're wrong. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Honor is something that we get to do because we are alive. God is breathing life into us every day. We get to do this. But now let's talk about dishonor. I got some time. Yeah, I'm doing really good. I got some time. Let's talk about dishonor. This is where many Christians fall apart. Now let's, you remember I told you words have authority? Let me give you a couple of examples. Remember, Satan was in heaven. He was an archangel. He tried to man up on God himself, and he got kicked out of heaven. That's the first known eviction ever to take place. But it didn't, yeah. But it didn't stop there. The first man, Adam, tried to do likewise, blaming God, and he tried to muscle up on God and man up on God, and he got evicted out of the Garden of Eden. Now, they went head to head with God, and they lost. But let's talk about Ananias and Sapphira. They tried to lie to the man of God, not God, to the man of God, and they lost their life in the process. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, and On. I'm going to talk about On for just a moment because I, On was smart. But Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, they wanted to man up on, on the man of God, and they did, and they and their families went down alive, and they called 250 people to go not down with them but to be burnt up with fire disobedience. And this is what I'm talking about. But now, last but not least, let's go talk about good old Miriam. Look at what they did. Put the, can we put that on the screen for just a moment? Uh, let's see. That's Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. I want you to see what these uh, guys did. Miriam and Aaron thought they could man up on God and get away with it. Thought they could talk about the man of God and get away with it. But they didn't make it. Didn't happen. Miriam and, and, okay, here we go. Miriam, I want you to read it. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman, this black woman that he married, whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. See, God is saying, okay, she's a black woman. Okay, that's what he's telling you. Look, God's got it. Wait a minute. God has it. A multiracial church always have had, always will have. It's always been just the church, not the uh, black church, the white church, the Hispanic church, or the uh, uh, Orient church. It said the church. He's always had a multiracial church. And this is what Moses was doing. So we have to look at what the Bible says in order to be, for us to follow that. They went on to say, now watch this now. They want to man up. They talked about Moses. And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? 
Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. You got to watch what you say because God is listening. And see, God doesn't like it when you talk to about the leader. He comes out of heaven himself and, and, and deal with you one-on-one. Watch what God does. God heard it, and then he, and suddenly the Lord said, Moses, Aaron, Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. God was upset because they were talking about the man of God. Remember now, Ananias and Pharaoh tried it, didn't make it. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram tried it, didn't make it. Now, here these guys are trying to do, to do the same thing. Watch what happens here. So the three came out, verse 5. Then the Lord came. We skipped verse 4 because uh, uh, verse 4, we, uh, Moses talking about, I'm the most humblest man there. But we, I don't want to hear. <laughs> he was patting himself on the back. But anyway, verse 5. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. Look, he said, you three come out, but he told Moses, you stay right here, Moses. You two come forward. Because God's going to deal with them for their mouth, opening their big mouth on Moses. Watch. And he called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. Verse 6. Then he said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. Verse 8, I speak to him face to face, even plainly, not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of my Lord, of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God is asking a question there, which means they had to give him an answer. Now, the Bible doesn't record what was said, but it says in verse 9, so the anger of the Lord was aroused against them. Stop right there. They said something that got God angry. It's not recorded, but Bishop already taught it. If you were paying attention, remember Bishop said, and he really slammed the door shut on a Monday night. He said, God is not interest, interested in your excuses. It angers him. And don't do it. And there's a scripture. If I have time, I'm going to go to that scripture and show you what Bishop is saying is true because it's in the Bible. Watch this now. It's verse 9, it says, so the anger of the Lord will arouse against, remember this, them, both of them. And he departed, verse 10. And when, he, uh, when the cloud departed above the tabernacle, suddenly, not, not a day later, suddenly Miriam became leprous. As white as snow. She was talking about the black woman. Now God turns her white. And she's got a disease. God turns her white. See what happened? God will flip the script on you in a heartbeat. So you got to watch what you say to God. And about the man of God. Watch this now. Then Aaron. Now remember there were two of them standing in front of God. Moses was standing back. Then Aaron looked over. Aaron probably said, oh, hold the phone. Back up this train. Stop the bus. She was leprous as white as snow. Verse 11, Aaron said to Moses after he saw that. Remember, now watch this. Mo this is the first time Moses kept his mouth shut. Usually Moses would jump in when God wants to bring punishment and always say something. This time Moses shut his mouth. He kept silent while God was doing his work. So Aaron said to Moses, Moses. Oh, my Lord. Now, now he's my Lord. 
He was talking about him, backstabbing him before. Now he's my Lord. He said, please do not lay this sin on us in which we have done foolishly and which we have sinned. He's repenting. Verse 12, please do not let her, watch these words now. This is Bible college. Bishop Tarfitt, you know, Bishop, and I'm, I'm going to stop. I told you, watch it. I'm going to put you on front street. Back in the early days, in, uh, when the Bible college was in its infancy, Bishop worked us big time. We had homework big time. But he taught us about looking at different words and how to exegete the Bible. Watch what, what uh, Moses, uh, Aaron is saying. Watch. He says, please, uh, so, back up. I lost my place. Please do not lay this sin on us in which we have done foolishly and which we have sinned. Verse 12, please do not let her be as one dead whose flesh is half consumed when he, wait a minute. First he said her, now he says he. What's he talking about? He knew God was going to get him too. And he's now repenting for both of them. He sent her and he. So he's, now he, he knows now, see, Aaron was a high priest. He's seen God work before. So watch this. He said, he comes out of his mother's womb. Verse 13. So Moses, who was quiet all this time, now Moses speaks. Moses cries out to the Lord saying, please heal her, O God, I pray. Wait a minute. Remember in verse 9, now God was furious at both of them. But Aaron, Aaron repented. And God, Moses is not talking about Aaron, but he says he's talking about Miriam. There's something went on here. Watch. He said, uh, heal her, O God, I pray. Verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, not to Aaron, if her father had but spit in her face, would she not be ashamed seven days? He's saying, look, Miriam, you stood before me and you didn't repent. Aaron, you didn't repent, but Aaron repented to the man of God, Miriam. All this time, she still has not repented. This is one of the reasons why we have to be careful what we say to the man of God and what we, uh, that comes out of our mouths because she could have repented. All of this wouldn't have happened, but she didn't do it. She was arrogant, stubborn, prideful, and look at what happened to her. And this is what will happen to all of us if we let pride and our get big-headedness come over us and we think we can get away with God. We cannot get away with God. God is watching everything that you do. If you, God, Bishop taught us that you need to get used to repenting often because we are imperfect people learning to serve a perfect God. And we need to understand that our words have authority, but watch this. You better be obedient to the man of God because it was a man of God that stood in and said something to God, and God healed her, but he, and she had to stay out of the camp seven days because of her big mouth, stubbornness, prideful attitude. And it caused every, the whole camp to stay in one spot for seven days. So what, are we, what am I saying? And I'm done. But the bottom line is this. Your mouth now... Bishop Rice says, says it this way. Don't let your mouth write a check your body can't cash. Now, my parents said it a little different. Don't let your mouth overload you behind. And they meant what they said. So the bottom line is, don't watch what you say because God is listening. Your angel is documenting. And the man of God is the only one that can get you through because God will listen to what he said. Remember what Bishop just prophesied over us? My house is next. We're in our winning season. Don't let your mouth mess that up.
because God is going to do exactly what Bishop said for his glory. And I'm done. Hold on, stay right there. Hold on, stay right there. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm ragging hard tonight. I wrote some phrases down. Here's what I do. You can be seated. Here's what I want to do um, because I want to bring some clarity in, and I want, to, I want to ask a couple of questions because you're a man, and you're in church, and you're serving, and you put God first. And uh, the reason I want to bring that up is because sometimes there's this false notion. One of the things I love about what's happening uh, with various musical artists um, in the nation um, is, is that what God is doing is God is using whoever uh, and whatever to make it clear that he gets the glory. Amen. Can I get you to just touch your neighbor on your left and your right? Say, he's getting the glory. Say, because he's been king. Say, he's just reintroducing himself. Amen. Amen. So, so, so you're a man, and it's in church, and that you serve, and uh, and and this is something that's important to you. Talk talk to us in in uh, about why. I'm going to ask you this question: Why is it important for men to be in church, and not just in church, but serving uh, and leading their families in serving? Talk about that. One of the reasons because God ordained that. First of all, God called men to lead, and see, we men, we 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 abdicate our responsibilities and, the, and we leave our families and leave the woman having to raise the children. And that is not a good thing because God called us to lead. So every man, let me say this to you. You are a man. You were called to lead according to the word of God. Now, if you don't lead, that means you are disobedient to the word of God and you become your own God and God would not cover you. You uncover yourselves. And this is what God is saying. So the Bible is specific. If you are a father, you need to help raise those children, and you need to be at home to do that. Amen. So you covered several things, the kids, but talk about church, because, because some men will say this, well, I can't, I can't do both. Be, people create false choice. Can I, can I tell you the greatest lie that's ever been taught? And I got one more question, then I want to uh, uh, give the invitation, and then uh, we're going to move in that. Um, sometimes the greatest lie that people have ever been taught is this pursuit of balance. C can I get you to say that's not true? That's not true. Let me, let me say, wh whenever I hear people talk about balance, I immediately know I'm dealing with somebody that's going to be trouble. I know they're going to be trouble because they're in pursuit of something that doesn't exist. Amen. Balance e equates equality. And here's the deal. We spend a third of our lives sleep. You spend a third of your life on average working. You only get to speak for a third of your life, and half of that is spent doing innocuous things, driving, uh, you know, all that type of stuff. So you really only get four to six hours of your day that you get to speak to. So when people say balance, some people say, well, I can't do God and my family. Some people say, I can't do church and raise my kids. And that's a false choice. Talk about that. Because that goes against Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So therefore, God said you can do it. So who is man to say he can't do it? And see, in church, you mentioned about church, men should be in church serving. They should be letting, because right now, there are more women in church than there are men. Look around you. At every experience, there's always more women than men. And let's but be clear. And that's, let's be clear. That's across the nation. But let's also be yes, clear. Yes, sir. There's more women at parent-teacher conferences. Yes. There's more women at everything than there are men. And touch your neighbor and say, but we're going to change that. Oh, yes. Amen. I prophesy to the strong men of this house that yes. our men would rise up 
that they lead, that they be strong. Hey. I need every man on your feet, please, so I can pray over yeah. you. I prophesy strength. I prophesy tenacity. I prophesy fortitude. I declare your kings and your priests, you're good enough. You got what it takes. You've got the right skill set. Everything that God designs for yes. you to be, it is coming forward. I declare you are not your mistakes. Amen. You are not your failures. Yes. You are not your past. Amen. Can I get the men to just release a praise right there? Let's go, fellas. Hey. Hallelujah. Man. Yes. Now, Amen. ladies, high five a man around you and say, do that thing. Do that Amen. thing. Do it. <laughs> be seated fellas <laughs> you can't listen to me listen to me all you strong ladies you cannot expect the man to be strong if you're constantly tearing him down amen. he'll go be strong for somebody else because it's too much to be strong for you amen amen all right all right so go ahead go ahead you were saying philippians you can do all things philippians 4 13 that we can do all things right. through christ who strengthens us right. so men we have the word of God that says we can do all things. But remember this. You got to pay your tithes and offerings. Don't open your mouth and holler, I can't afford. Don't say, I can't afford, because your words have authority. God can stretch your money if you trust in him. And you trust in God through the man of God. Because he's prophesying over you, and God is going to make what he says happen in your life. So therefore, if you have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed in, what, in the word of bishop, watch what God do for you. You have to trust in him because this is your lifeline to God. Amen. And bishop has always said, watch this. He said, watch. If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed and you are obedient, there's that word, obedience is better than sacrifice. You have to be obedient to the man of God. If you're obedient to the man of God, you are directly obedient to God. So keep that in mind. Don't ever say you can't when God says you can. Amen. See, I told you you're going to get a ton of scriptures, and then he, he so put that in there. He's yes, sir. <laughs> now, here's what, here's what I want to say, because you, talk you talked a lot about tonight obedience and honor, and you spoke specifically about me. And I want to talk about that because in, for many people, one, um, in many people's homes, they don't see honor of men. Um, and so the father, if he is present, 70% of American homes are fatherless. And so uh, for the 30% where the father is present, they may see it. But the preponderance of American homes don't see uh, a father being present. So they don't see the honor of a man because there's no man present to honor. Secondly, in our culture, um, just like we talked about, again, at parent-teacher conferences, even when you go to sporting events and all that, it's, it's more women in them bleachers. It's more women on the PTA and the PTO and the pair pros and all that. Um, did they still have pair of pros? All right. Okay. All right. All right. And so uh, in that, so coming into a culture, because you talked a lot about that. I didn't tell you to talk about that. I didn't say to talk to about that. I didn't write that in your notes and say, make sure you say this. You were just talking about that's something you do, and it's from the word of God. Talk about as a strong man, because you're a strong man. Um, and, and, uh, and so because I, I don't want men to get this impression that to be a godly man, you got to be a, you know, a weak, mousy man. And if you're a weak, mousy man, that's cool. But what I'm saying, I don't want you to think that that's what you have to be. As a strong man, why do you honor another man? Why do you do that? The Bible says so. I get that. But why do you do it? What is it doing in your life? Um, because for some people, they can hear that and say, I ain't never heard of that. that. That's a cult. That's crazy. I never heard of that. All you did was read scriptures and read the Bible. And, and I'm, I'm a man that practices honor and lives in honor. But I want you to talk about that because I think this is a great opportunity because you spoke a lot about me. You talked about like, the man of God, the man of God, the man. And I'm trying to write some of your sayings down. You said you're going to be on my tracks and the train. 
in the bus stop, RTD. It's a lot on here. I was writing as fast as I could. It's dark over there in that corner. I need some light. Um, so, 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 so talk about that. My question is, why do you as a man, I know the word says to do it. You can talk about that too. I know you're going to give us some scriptures for that. Um, you can talk about that. But why do you as a strong man, why do you do that? As a ma- why are you a man of honor as a strong man? First of all, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, I got frustrated with the church, Bishop. I never testified about it, but I got frustrated with the church. And my father told who was the elder, told me, the son, don't ever judge God by people. And I, I didn't know exactly what that meant because back then we were not getting teaching like I'm getting now. And the bottom line was I was frustrated and I thought I was talking to myself. And I was going, because I used to uh, race cars all the time, like uh, this movie, Fast and Furious. You see Vin Diesel driving these muscle cars. I used to do all of that. He's Vin Diesel, y'all. He's Vin, listen. (laughs) No, no, just the muscle cars. (laughs) But anyway, I was on my way out to the garage. No one was at the house. It was just me. And I thought I was talking to myself. And here's what I said. And I thank you, because see, you're involved in this too, believe it or not. This happened when I was, uh, I couldn't have been more than, 1920, something like that. I went, I said, I am so sick and tired of getting this make me feel good gospel in church. I just want a pastor who can teach me the word of God from the Bible so I can understand it and use it in my everyday life. I said that not knowing I was praying. Mm. And it wasn't until July 2019 that you were preaching on a Sunday. And you said something that really triggered everything with me, within me. And what you said was, God would not reveal to you until you're ready to accept what he has for you. And I documented that. And when you said it, it made me think, I had forgotten I said that. But every word that I said back then came back to my remembrance. Wow. And I realized, wait a minute. Now I'm getting the thing that I prayed for through the man of God. Wow. And this is why I have to be under, um, uh, under your tutelage simply because I'm getting what I, w- I prayed for. But wow. I've been in other churches, but I didn't get this. Not until wow. like 2006 when I, we were Saturday night. And I began to see things, and I didn't understand what I was seeing. But Bishop kept unlocking this stuff. Because that's why the early days of the Bible college was so critical in my life. Because you taught us something back then, and he was tough on us, folks. He was. He made us preach. But he know them scriptures, though. Oh, yeah. He made us learn about the minor prophet and the major and the, uh, major prophet. And we, I never knew anything about that. But I'm getting what I prayed for. Now I know about what script. I can break these scriptures down because of what Bishop was teaching. And he was saying these are small words like until, might, uh, behold, if. He said, don't run past those words. Make sure you go back and read what God is telling you. And what I'm saying is, I'm a man of God because I'm subjected to a man of God who's teaching me the word of God. And that's, what, that's the major thing for me. And that's what I really look for. And this is why I go into so much scripture. Because when Bishop says something, I'm sitting over here taking notes. I don't take those notes just to make it look good. I take those notes because that's part of my daily 
Bible study. And I go back and I research what he's saying because I'm going so fast and I just write stuff down, taking scripture. But I go back and I research what he's saying because he's answering prayer to me. And I use a code system, Bishop. When I, I can't use a laptop or, or what have you because my notes have little X's and circle X and check mark. They all mean something. That's the way I take notes because, see, you're answering prayers for me, things I've talked to God about. And I tell you something. I see some of you in prayers uh, in, in my dreams, and I have to get up, and I can't go back to sleep until I pray about it. I may not know your name, but I see your faces, and you were saying that. You have to get up and pray for these folks because something is going on in their lives. And I said, well, why me? I'm not the set man of this house. The he's the angel of the house. And God said, you pray. Therefore, I have to do it because, see, this is what you said, and I'm, subjected under your, uh, uh, I'm submitted to you and committed to the, uh, your uh, to your uh, mission, because remember that mission you came up with in 2007? I'm going right back. I'm putting him on front street again, everybody. He drew a schematic back in 2007. I don't know if you remember this. I do. And this schematic showed where he was going out to all the nations, and he had five, uh, uh, what do we call it? Uh, associate pa pastors back then. You don't use that title anymore. We don't do that anymore. There were five of us. And he showed it to us, and the other four no longer with us because it scares them. And they told me so. I don't know if I can do that. But see, what but touch your neighbor and say, but we're going to get it done. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh-uh. I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, but we're going to get it done. Yes. We ain't never scared. Atlanta, here yes. we come. Yes. Charlotte, here we yes. come. Miami, yes. here we come. Dallas, yes. here we come. Yes. Houston, here we come. Yes. Say, Lord, use us. Yes. Yeah, we will get it done because that's what Bishop came up with in 2000, March of 2007 when it happened. That's the first time I saw that, and I knew you were going somewhere, and I knew I was going with you. So the bottom line is I'm here, I'm committed, I'm submitted under a man of God because this man of God, things are beginning to come true for what he's uh, testifying about. And remember what it says in Jeremiah 3.15. It says about you, God will set a shepherd over us after his own heart who will feed us knowledge and understanding of what the Bible. So why? So we won't be lacking. So we won't be dismayed. So we won't be fearful. And I guarantee you, it's working for me. And if it works for me, it'll work for you. Somebody say it's working for me. Listen, I, that, thank you so much. I, I wanted to have that dialogue because I think it's so important um, that you... Uh, see different people that maybe have things in common with you and maybe even things that are different than you. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.